Welcome to The Drive with Josh Downs, a faith-based coaching podcast where I'll share weekly thoughts, principles, insights, and more, all designed to help you build a better self, to better love yourself, so that you can better become all you were meant to be. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another week of The Drive podcast. I'm Josh Downs, and today's episode is episode 528, Heroes and Villains. Now, before I get into the material for this week's uh, episode, I want to just give a a quick recap on The Sound of Freedom. That was my last week's episode and kind of based a little bit on the timing of the release of the movie by the same name, the retelling of the story or some of the stories of of Tim Ballard and his fight against uh, child trafficking. And uh, I did have the chance to, to see the movie, and I thought it was wonderfully done and very, very powerful and moving in its message. And something that I would definitely recommend to my adult listeners for several reasons. One, because we need to support these kinds of movies, movies that are faith-based, that have wonderful messages, that try to, to help uh, educate and inspire and move people in positive ways. And, and something that really Hollywood struggles with a little bit and loses at times and has a hard time getting behind and supporting. So I love that a movie like this has not only come out, but has done exceptionally well. I, I saw an article just here the past couple of days about how it had even topped Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which there no doubt has been millions put into that movie and the marketing of it. I just love to see movies such as this that are faith-based very carefully done, and I'd love to see them succeed. And so the more we can do to support them like this sends a powerful message to Hollywood and really the rest of the world that that there is room uh, and and place for faith in the world and in movies. Um, Secondly, because obviously of the message that that it teaches and that it conveys, I would tell you to be prepared for it to be rather heavy. It is very heavy based on its subject matter which is one of the reasons why I don't think I personally would recommend it for, obviously, kids. Uh, even my teenagers, I don't plan on really taking them to see it. I, and that's just me personally. I, I love to try to protect innocence everywhere, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, all those kinds of things. And our kids are growing up in a world that is hard enough to make sense of, uh, where they have to deal with things like school shootings and just some of the other terrible things that are out there. And so to add something more to their their plate and to have them have to worry uh, even more about that isn't something that I'm prepared to do or that I really want to do. But for all of us that are adults, I think this is absolutely necessary for us to be aware of this and what's going on and to do whatever we can to support um, uh, movements such as this to protect children and and then certainly to find ways to just, we may not be able to go in, I think like I mentioned in my previous episode into third world countries and and rescue children, but there are things we can do here and now uh, within our communities to help rescue children, help protect children, help keep them safe, to help them to to find joy in life. There are always ways and opportunities all around us to make the lives of children better. Now, with that being said, I'd like to get into this week's episode and honestly kind of find it ironic a little bit in the, the timing after having taken a look last week and at the movie that came out at the same time at really the extremes between good and evil, that uh, this week's episode ends up being about heroes and villains. And I think you'll see why by the end of of this episode, I I had a very interesting experience related to this concept of heroes and villains that uh, I wanted to share with you today. 
but I wanted to start out by just sharing with you a, a few pairs of individuals and see if you can identify what it is that they have in common. Okay, real simple exercise. You ready? Here you go. Here's the first pair. Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader. Second pair, Batman and the Joker. Third, Harry Potter and Lord Voldemort. <laughs> see where we're going? Uh, fourth pair, Neo and Agent Smith. Sherlock Holmes and Jim Moriarty. Peter Pan and Captain Hook. Perry the Platypus <laughs> and Heinz Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> okay, now when it comes to what each of these have in common, these pairs, if you said or thought that one was a hero and one was a villain, you'd be right. Those are some of the most famous and greatest hero-villain combinations of all time. I'm, of course, a little partial to Batman. He's always been one of my favorites. But the reason I bring these up is because I had a conversation the other day with a friend that was very eye-opening to me and introduced me to a concept that I think I've always known, but just really started to sink in a little bit deeper for some reason. And it's something that I wanted to share with you today as my listeners. We were sharing a little bit uh, with each other about our stories and with that, a little bit of the hard things and the painful things that we had both been through. Everybody has a story, right? Every, every one of us has things that we've gone through that's been hard and difficult and that has caused us to experience pain. Well, after sharing those particular challenging and painful moments for each of us, we then shared some things that we're involved in now, things that were good and, and things that we're trying to do that are positive in our communities. We paused for a moment, and then he said, you know what, I've been thinking about this a bit. He said, I just finished watching Batman, The Dark Knight, the other night, and I realized something about Batman and Joker that I hadn't really thought of before. Although they appear to be very different compared to each other, I realized there is one place where they are also very much the same, and that was in their beginnings. Both have clearly experienced pain, and at one point, they were the same in that way. But what really set them apart from each other is what each of them chose to do with that pain. Now, I love that thought and I've contemplated on it quite a bit ever since. And when you stop to think about this, it really is the case with pretty much every great hero and villain combination. They've all experienced pain. Luke suffered loss. Darth Vader suffered loss. Both experienced profound pain from that loss, but they chose to do something very different with it. In a deeper way than what I had understood before, I've come to learn that the real difference between heroes and villains isn't found in what they are doing to the world, but what they have chosen to do with what the world has done to them. Their backstories are the same. Heroes, if you notice, are often orphans, have grown up in great difficulty, while villains typically have a scar or a limp or maybe a hook or some breathing apparatus, something that shows they too have been broken and hurt by this world and by life. The villain says, the world hurt me, I'm going to hurt it back. While the hero says, the world hurt me, and I'm not going to let this happen to anyone else. While we see these extreme examples of heroes and villains played out on TV and in movies, the reality is heroes and villains are both living among us each and every day, especially as evidenced by that movie, The Sound of Freedom. In fact, each of us at some point personally, and maybe at multiple points uh, throughout our lives, will choose 
what we will do with our pain and with the hurt that's been done to us. Will we strive to pass our pain on to others and hurt them like we've been hurt? Or will we try to heal the hurt of others, which will eventually heal our own? The difference between heroes and villains will someday come knocking on our door, come knocking on your door, and will ask each of us which one we want to be. There are everyday heroes that we're surrounded by, those whose heroism is no less valuable than those heroes that I mentioned earlier, people, people who've acknowledged their pain and used it to help others. I know of, of people who've lost children and now choose to spend their time supporting and fundraising for families whose children have terminal illnesses. People who've cared for elderly parents with dementia and now run support groups for others doing the same. People with children who've committed suicide or overdosed on drugs from an addiction and now who work tirelessly to prevent this pain from spreading to other families. People suffering with depression who reach out to mentor and support others with mental health issues. All these people have known pain. They have struggled. But they have all decided to search for ways to redeem their pain. And in doing so, their suffering ceased to be suffering. Because out of their pain, they have created something amazing. Despite experiencing rejection, physical abuse, grief and depression, extreme brokenness, even death, these people never identified themselves as victims. Because being a victim ends the hero's story. That's it. While being a hero means accepting what has happened to you, but not accepting that it has to happen to everyone else, at least not without the help, the support, and the guidance to assist them in getting through it. Being a victim, on the other hand, as I mentioned, will absolutely end your story. Becoming a victim gives you an excuse not to try. A reason to do nothing, because that mentality surrenders your power to the greater force that's attacking it. And so you lose hope and you become more passive. I know there have been times when I've been so weakened by my situation and circumstances that I've chosen to do nothing because it was easier than facing the pain and doing something. Times where I wouldn't even want to leave the house, choosing instead to sleep or just sit on the couch and eat whatever wasn't good for me. <laughs> and I know you know what I'm talking about. Rather than to, to fight, to find a way through the pain and looking for purpose in it. So I'm the last person to discourage anyone from sitting on the sofa and binge eating whatever you love. Everyone who struggles should be allowed a little sofa and binge eating time and, and moments. And even if you're not struggling, you still deserve some time lying down, uh, shoveling something deep fried in your mouth. We all deserve breaks and moments like that at times. But there will come a time where either your metabolism or the world's supply of Doritos will have become exhausted. And once again, you'll have to make a decision. Do you want to stay on the couch and just simply move on to another form of unhealthy snack food? Or do you want to start living again by taking the hero's journey? There certainly can be a lot of injustice in suffering. There's no doubt about that. There's a lot of injustice that will be all a part of our stories. I know incredible men and women who would make fantastic parents, but are denied the opportunity of having their own kids. While others who have no business having children because of the destructive path that their lives are on, are able to bring several children into their broken world so easily. 
Of course, it's not fair. But these types of injustices are also found throughout the history of God's people. People who throughout the scriptures have lived through great suffering and pain. Suffering and pain that they did not deserve. However, time and time again, God has brought good from their struggle and from their pain. From Adam to Jesus and to everyone after him, God has been in the business of redeeming pain, of turning victims and villains into heroes, heroes who have been used to save lives. I know some of you have experienced so much loss, so much trauma, and so much pain, And what I believe God wants to do and will do with each of us is to pick you up in our pain. Say, hey, Satan, look at what you tried to do with my child's story. Look at what you tried to do to my son or my daughter. But now watch what I'll do with them. Watch what I'll do with that story. Watch what I will turn their pain into. It will be something beautiful. It will inspire people. It will create something of lasting value. Something that will reach through generations to come. To help, to assist, and to guide them through their pain and their struggle. That's what God does and that's what he will do with you and with your pain and your injustices. As he said himself, all these things shall give thee experience and be for thy good. On another occasion, he said, All things work together for good to them that believe God. Yet on another occasion, you cannot behold with your natural eyes the design of your God and the glory which shall come after much tribulation. And lastly, I will consecrate thine afflictions for thy gain. But in order for this to happen, we can't take a passive back seat and expect it to be done for us without any effort on our part. When has God ever not chosen to involve his people in his working out of his plan of redemption and salvation? Never. God doesn't work alone. He always uses others to accomplish his purposes in the lives of others. The life of a Christian hero is not passive. God calls us to work with him. He involves us. Yes, you and I are likely to mess things up, but being a hero isn't about doing everything perfect. It never has been. But what it is about is not giving up. Through your pain, he will invite you to be a part of bringing hope and healing to this world. There are far too many passive Christians who are just sitting on the couch, figuratively speaking, waiting for God to make their lives better, When in actuality, he is waiting on us to choose to become better instead of bitter. That's the difference between heroes and villains. Now, I know for me personally, I've played both roles at times, working to alleviate pain and at times passing my hurt on to others. But after that conversation with my friend, I think I get it a little bit better. I think I will play the role of victim a little less. And I will choose to heal others a little more than I will choose to hurt others. And really the hard truth is that the pain of whatever you might be going through is not special or even unique. Pain is universal in a broken world. But it's what you do with that pain that makes you special and that makes you unique. 
Have you noticed how desperate the world seems to be for heroes today? It's not a coincidence that the top five movie franchises of all time are number one, of course, Marvel, number two, Star Wars, number three, Harry Potter, number four, Spider-Man, and number five, James Bond. All classic tales of good against evil, of heroes against villains. The world is starving for heroes to step out and to do something, to make change, to inspire and motivate, and to support and help and lift. Part of the reason for all of this is because there has been a story, a hero and a villain that has been in play and fighting and at war for as long as we can remember, and then probably longer. The greatest hero and villain combination is Christ and Satan. They embody everything that is good against everything that is evil. In the scriptures, it's recorded that Satan seeketh that all men might be miserable like unto himself. In other words, he wants everyone to feel the pain and misery that he feels. And yet on the flip side, there could not have been, never has been, never will be anyone that the world could have possibly hurt more than Christ. And yet, what did he choose to do with that hurt? Instead of hurting the world back, he chose to heal it. He chose to heal it. In all things, Christ once more showed us the way to go when it comes to pain, when it comes to suffering, and when it comes to loss. With his stripes, we are healed. Because of his stripes, we are healed. From his stripes, we are healed. My challenge to you today is to remember this message and this principle whenever you feel pain yourself, when you feel hurt by others, when the world and life tries to break you down. Remember the difference between heroes and villains isn't found in their pain, but in what they chose to do with it. Resolve to use your pain to bring healing instead of hurt to the world. As Elder Jeffrey R. Holland, a leader of my faith, invited us to do, I ask you to be a healer, be a helper, be someone who joins in the work of Christ in lifting burdens and making the load lighter, in making things better. That's my message for you this week. That's something that I hope that you will focus on. And that's the difference between heroes and villains. Thanks for listening this week, you guys. I hope you have, again, a great week. Go out there and make a difference. Be a hero to someone. Take whatever pain you've been going through or you will go through and use it to heal someone else's pain and make the world a little bit better. As always, if I could be of any help with any of this, please reach out to me for any of your coaching, any of your speaking, any of your training needs. I am here to help, I am here to heal, and I am here to serve. Until next time, I'm Josh Downs, and you've been listening to The Drive.